the message title today is maintaining the standards. Our, our scripture that we will be using to support our message today will be Old, New Testament, excuse me, Ephesians, the second chapter, verse 1 through 10, Isaiah, Old Testament, 59th chapter, verse 19, and last but not least, from the book of Galatians, the New Testament, chapter 6, verse 9. I'll try to be as brief as I can. I understand. I understand. I'm excited, but you may not be. I'm excited because what I used to be. Yes. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yes. See, see, if God has never done anything for you, you have nothing to be excited about. I understand that. Yes. But I knew what I was. The Bible said I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. In other words, when I was born, I was lost already. Yes. Somebody know what I'm talking about. But I, I'm so glad I'm found. It's a good thing today. Uh, it's a good thing for grace and mercy. My mama prayed for me. I tell everybody, you know, the power of prayer. You can never underestimate the power of prayer. And mom kept praying. I hope that boy be something. <laughs> Don't let him become an alcoholic like his dad. I hope that boy be something. I'm not trying to glorify alcoholism, what my dad was. I like, I, but I always share that with people because sometimes they see where you are and don't understand what your past was. That's right. I'm not ashamed of my past. I am what I am only by the grace of God. Right. You can't see light unless, you, unless there's darkness. Yeah. Only in the darkness of light is when you see the stars. Right. So you must know my past yes. to gain appreciation from where I am today. Yes. And I'm grateful. Uh, so According to Webster, standard is defined as a level of quality or achievement, especially at a level that is thought to be acceptable. In other words, the norm. It's what is acceptable. We have it in the schoolhouse. A, B, C, right? Grading system. We have it in, uh, in the state troopers we, by, by rank. You know, that's a level of a standard. So everywhere we go, there's a standard. There's a standard. There's a, the world has a standard. And they always measures by a standard. And the legal system, what is the norm? What would the normal person do in that case if, if, if somebody threatened them? What would be the, norm, the normal reaction would be? That's the norm. That's a standard that even the world used. A standard is something that is used in order to judge the quality of something else. You have to have something to judge the quality of something else. It's like a measuring stick. It's like a gauge. But it's you to judge something else. I got my manuscript passed. If I stay right here, I won't take too long, so I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah. I'm t- you, you know where I'm at. That's right. However, for a Christian, a standard is acceptable behavior in the eyes of God. What is acceptable? And see what crosses us up sometimes? We worry about our neighbors. We don't want to ruffle no feather with them. But what about the eyes of God? What, what about God? What did God say about your behavior? What did God say about the thing? Because he, he, he got all seeing eyes, so he see. He don't, the word said he doesn't need to slumber nor sleep. That's right. So he's always looking. So what is acceptable in the eyes of God, what's important to me, and I want to share with you today. Of course, I'm a retired military officer, and of course we are required. Look, look, look at my brothers. Yeah, we're required to have and maintain certain standards. Can I get an amen, my brothers? Amen. We're required. It's a requirement that we have to do that. That's why I had a basic training. That's why I had individual training. They learn your, your job, amen, but it's a standard. You don't become a service member, regardless of our branch, unless you meet those standards. You're not received in. You fail. You go back home. The standards that are set, they determine the way today, how I walk. 
They determine the, the way the, today, even today as I speak, how I talk. They determine the distance to which I swing my arm, nine and six of the wall. They determine how I put on my belt. I go from right to left. Standard. Over 30 years, I'm still going from right to left. Standard. Standard. That a toy. What we wear, our uniform. Brother said, yeah, that's right. Navy, not only have white, I show you a different thing today. Colonel said, I got a different one. Wife said, wear the white. He said, nah, I'm going to pull rank today. <laughs> Showing off the Navy. Didn't have to do it, but he did, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. What we wear, however, uh, 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 even when we wear our clothing, uh, the, our ribbons that the, the colonel had on his uniform, they had an order. You didn't know that if you didn't serve, but they had an order. All the veterans knew there was an order of the ribbons that he was, that had on display. Right. He had them placed in a certain way, certain order, on the right side or left side of his chest. He knew, yeah, I'm standing here as a reverse name tag. All that goes in the order. That's right. All my JR2C kids know about the order because we introduced them to military 101. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure did. Uh, what to eat? When to eat? When you go to bed? When you get up? Our physical fitness level. Yeah, we had, yeah we would be weighed. We had to go to exercise. Yeah, weight level. All that we were indoctrinated to. That we had to maintain a standard. They showed us the standard, and then it would be incumbent upon us. Like somebody talked about the drill instructor up here. That's right. Whatever they call you, that's what you were. That's whatever they call you. You're like, not my. Name. Don't you say that's not my name. You'll find out what that meant. You, you, you don't go that way. But it seemed rather trivial at the time as I was going through all those things. Why are we doing this? It just seemed very mundane. It didn't seem important. But sometimes you don't gain the importance of stuff until the bullets start flying. And I heard the brother talking about, huh? Getting close to one another. Some of you can go to sleep knowing he got your back. He got watched while you sleep. Trustworthy. Believing in one another. That training that he went through. That they, you know, I'm going to toot the Marine horn. I don't like to do that too much. You know, I like that. I'm already second guy. We train with the Marines all the time. But I will tell you, unhesitantly, sir, would you please stand? I Coast Guard. A second airborne division, special forces. I've never seen any service member to wear a uniform like a Marine. And I think that's right. And that's why they have them at the embassy. That's why they have you there. That's right. Never. Now, I'm telling you, I take great pride. My kids are telling you wearing my uniform. I used, my wife would tell you I would crease my T-shirt. Oh, absolutely. I would crease my T-shirt. Yeah, thought about pressing my underwear. <laughs> but shining my own shoes. I was an officer shining my own spit shining. You remember the day, veteran? I, would, I was an officer spit shining my own boots. I didn't want nobody else to do it because they couldn't do it good enough. I, I'm just telling you. So I was fascinated when I seen a Marine. I'm thinking, wow. And I trained with them at Jacksonville, Operation Solid Shield every year, jumping in with them. And um, it, it, I, was, I was amazed as I saw how they carried themselves. Now, let me get this done because I don't pass or I'll continue. Now, I'm reading those. I, I am reading my lesson. So, we'll turn to the first scripture and Ephesians is 
uh, authored by the Apostle Paul, one called Saul, who had his great awakening on Damascus Road. Somebody that's what I'm talking about. Well, the Ephesians, Ephesians second chapter, verses uh, 1, we're going to read 1 to 10. What the Apostle Paul would do is that when he would establish church, and he called a missionary journey, when he would establish church, what he was smart enough to understand is that if I don't go back and visit, then he will get in trouble. Like a parent, right? If I don't go back and visit the kids, they're going to get in trouble. So the Apostle Paul, he would do that. He was a Sabbath church and he would go back. And so that was the case here. And what the, 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 uh, the, the, the theology behind Ephesians is about unity. Yeah. And we need that today, don't we? Yes. We need that in the church. We need it outside the church and community. We need it in the White House. We need it in our house. We need unity today. Amen. Uh, somewhere I read the love of many white coal. Only love bonds together. Right. Only love. So Paul authored Ephesians 7 chapter, uh, the, the book of Ephesians, it says, I'll read it. And you have quickened, who were, thank you, that's your protocol, who were dead and trespassed in sin. So Paul is reminding them is that in their past that they were messed up. Sometimes I say dorked up. So maybe you've never been messed up. But I have. I've been messed up. So Paul is reminding him, he said, in according to time past, you walked according to the, the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Third verse said, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past and the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Uh-huh. He reminded them. For verse said, but God, Lord, have somebody said, but God. Oh, who is rich in mercy, even where I was, messed up, even rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins. Yeah, uh-huh. Somebody said, well, I'm alive, but you were, didn't have a relationship with Christ if you were dead in your sin. Have quickened us together with Christ. And it, then it said, but by grace you're saved. You didn't do it on your own. No. Six verses, and have raised us together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And somebody said, we can, why can't we get along? Well, you're not going to get to heaven unless we get along. Right. He said, sit together in heavenly places. That's right. Seven verses, and that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of the grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Eight verses, for by grace you are saved through faith, faith in God. Uh-huh. And that not of yourselves, we didn't do it, can't do it on ourselves, on our own, is the gift of God. Not of works, you can't work this out. Let's any man should boast. Tenth and last verse it says, For we are his workmanship. Now when I read that, y'all I'll tell you, I I had to I start to scratch my hair, but I would be stretching the truth. I don't need to say that. Maybe I said wipe my head. Uh, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Now, look what it said. It said to do good works. That's what it said. So when somebody tells you that when you're supposed to do that, his daddy was a hellhound or whatever the case may be, the Bible said we were created to do good works. That's what it says. And I believe God's word, which God had before ordained that we should walk in him and them. Excuse me. Please sit down. I'm sorry. So, so he wants us to do good work. That's what he created us for. But the world will make us think that he didn't. So we got to learn the standards. I told you the standards were defining what was acceptable behavior by God. Not what your neighbor says. Right. Not what the boss man says. Right. Not what my drill sergeant said. Not what my commander, how he defined me. Not by what I see in the mirror. But what God says. Yeah. 
And we need to know that today. We need to remind ourselves only about what God says we are, that's what we are. That's right. Nobody don't let nobody define who you are. But God's word. That's right. I am what I am. Only by the grace of God. So what Paul was doing to reminding them said, you know, you haven't been all of that. Sometimes we need to know that. It's, you know, Paul reminded the Ephesians that you had not always been saved. That's right. You were messed up too. Yeah. Sometimes we, you know, we get that shirt and tie and you walk around. Yeah, look at that boy. He's out there in the world. What about you? You were doing the same or even worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Bible said we all have sinned yes. and come short of the glory of God. Right. And we need to let the world know. I was dorked up. You need to let them know. I was dorked up too. Yeah. Yes. Let them know that. If you can't say that, that means you haven't been delivered from it. Right. Say it. It's all right. Yeah. Say it. And then people will stop talking about you. They, you know, he used to be a drunkard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Take that away from them. Yeah. Take it away. Before they say, I used to be a drunk. You know, I used to drink. Yeah. They say, oh, he told it. <laughs> Take it away. That's bondage when you, when you can't say what you feel in your heart. That's bondage then. So you're allowing them to put you in bondage. Shackle. Yeah. Why? Because you're afraid. No, you're, oh, I'm old. I ran women. You, because what they're saying, the whispering, he used to be a woman. Oh, I ran women. Oh, he told it. <laughs> Take the joy away. Take it away from them. Don't allow them to, to hold you hostage. So in our word today, so the Apostle Paul were reminding those people in the, the, in the church of Ephesus where they were and, and, and what the standards were, amen. And he was trying to bring them together, amen, because the Bible said, is there strength and unity if we can come together? Amen. And you know, remember the story about the Tower of Babel where they came together? You know, for the wrong reason, but they came together. And God saw them coming together. And as they came together, probably just like, oh, we come together here today. Yeah. One mind, yeah. one accord. And when they begin to come together, they begin to erect this tower. And they begin to go up toward the heavens. They want to create their own God and worship him. And God saw that. He admired their unity. But he didn't like their purpose. And he caused confusion. And I guess the devil learned that lesson. Called confusion that they can't function properly. Call confusion in the home, they can't function properly. You get disunity, so you learned that lesson from God. Yes. But then God said, okay, you learned that lesson. Old Testament, but look what I'm going to do in the New Testament. Acts, the second chapter. They all came on one accord. All came, everybody like minded. All was focused on one thing different parts of the world. But they were meeting just like this right here. And all of a sudden, there was a shaking. Huh? Huh? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And they filled the whole place. There were no safety. All the cracks and crevices, everywhere they were. I bet if anybody were in the bathroom, that was filled up too. And then they heard the power of the Holy Ghost. Heard them speak one other language. And they were confused, confounded. What's going on here? What's the meaning of this? Oh, they just, they, that's a drunker right there. And that boy loved that liquor. He drank it. But it was the mighty move of God. And I am grateful that how he reminds, sometimes we have to be reminded of where we are in our lives. Maintain the standard. Plenty 
people who have been saved. There's plenty. And for my sister, it's maintaining the standard. It's the Bible study. Yeah, it's Sunday school. Yeah. yeah, whenever church door open, you want to be there. That's how you maintain the standard. That's what fueled your fire. The strongest man in your life win. If you're not feeding your spirit, that natural man gonna win every time. So you wonder why you're stumbling and falling because you're not feeding. You're feeding the wrong man. You're fighting a losing battle. And I want to share with you a second scripture. Please, Pastor. Please, just I don't I don't want the congregation to be standing because I. I like to preach word, and I don't want you just standing when I'm preaching from that word. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. There's no disrespect to God's word, so you would stand. I know that, but I'm just. Isaiah 59, chapter, our second scripture, says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord. He said, From the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. But I want to share with our veterans and you today is that I don't care where you live at. The enemy will show up. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter your last or even your first name. The enemy will show up. And it says, look what it says. Let me read it over again. So shall the fear, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. But then the Bible says that when the enemy, and they said they shall come like a flood. In other words, a flood is all encompassing. It wants to consume you. And it says when it comes, it says shall come. And it said might. Read the word. It didn't say might. It shall come. It says like a flood. It said the spirit. Somebody say spirit. It said the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard. Against it. So it's not our battle, it's God's battle. We just let God be God. We gotta trust Him to be God. And see, being military, sometimes we think, I got this, I can handle this. There's some things that are greater than us. There's some things that are greater than us. We're losing the fight every day. Oh, oh, my God, last time I checked, numerous of veterans giving up, throwing in a towel. They tried drugs. They tried all these other things to fill that void in their life. Because the absence of Christ, and you got a void. And they're trying to fill it with those things, those natural things. They try to fill it with alcohol. They try to fill it with women or men. But that void is still there. And only God can fill that void. We're talking about maintaining the standard. But the enemy... When they come, words the child come in like a flood against us. But I just thank God for the spirit of the Lord because that's going to save us. That's going to lift us up. That's what's going to hide us, even if from ourselves. Hide us. In other words, it's not my military training that will guarantee me my safety. No, it won't be that. It won't gain, guarantee me my victory, not my training. It is our relationship with our God, living a lifestyle that is acceptable and out of God. Sometimes as Christians lose sight of our godly standards. I think perhaps it's because we're afraid and we're not going to be accepted by our friends. We're no longer be accepted, amen, by our neighbors. 
Perhaps if we are fearful what people or our friends will say about us, how they will treat us, will they ostracize us, they, they no longer invite us over for sleepover. This is often referred to as peer pressure. Yeah, yeah giving in. Yeah. Pressure of a man or a woman versus what God thinks. I think we all are familiar with that too. Sometimes life can be very challenging when we're trying to do what's right. Uh, when I was on active duty and violated a rule, and my brothers and sisters who served, you can attest to this, and I would violate a rule or regulation, I would be subject to punishment according to what we call the UCMJ, the Uniform Code of Military Justice. I will be subject to that. And I, I want to serve notice today that God will also serve notice one day. Uh, how we lived our lives, how we lived our lives. Once we established a standard of relationship with God, when we uh, came to the conclusion of what was right and wrong, when we came to the understanding, and God will hold us accountable. The pastor knows what I'm talking about. He's going to hold us uh, 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 accountable as well. Did you preach my word? Did you teach them? Yeah, that's right, because he want to hear like every... All of us, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what we want to hear. Whether in accordance to the world standards or in accordance to his word, what we are taught in the Bible, study. Sunday school, study. By our parents, study. Golly standards. I often think about my dad, he's deceased now. The impact he had on my life. I told you what I called he was. But they get work standards. He got up, worked long hours. Maybe perhaps, that's why he was filling that bowl with liquor. Because he worked so long. He had seven kids and he worked. But I saw what he, how hard he worked. I said, I want to be like my daddy. I want to work hard like my daddy. I want to drink liquor like my daddy. But I want to work hard like my daddy. And I, 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 I wish I could, sometime I could show him how hard I worked and the things that he put in my life. To allow me to be the person that I was in. And one day I was out in my garden. And I remember dad. He created I think like a yardstick. He took two sticks and put them together. And he would space out a row. And I saw dad spinning the stick. I didn't. Dad would, probably wouldn't have thought I paid attention to that. And, and so then I caught myself doing a little garden down the road there. And I'm spinning a stick. Like what are you doing? You know what are you doing? And. And, and I showed my wife one day, you know, you're putting garden dust or seven on your, on your vegetables. And I said, oh, I saw dad take a can, put holes in it, nail it to a stick, and it was shaking. And I told my wife, I didn't believe I learned that stuff from dad, but I did. He did and gone and prayed in heaven, but he did. In my closing, I, Veteran Day, I pray and hope this message resonated with all of us. About standards. We all have standards. You all should have standards. I, should t- I used to tell our girls at, at, from my high school in Jerry TC that they better have no in their vocabulary. I told them that. I had four sons from my high school. You need to have no in your vocabulary because somebody's going to ask you a question you need to say no to. Amen. I used to tell them that. Used to t- and then have my wife and I, we didn't have no daughters, so they, the Lord gave me those girls and daughters. And I, and the guys, no, look at them and your sisters. And it will work well until they start taking off their clothes down. At, uh, we go to Daytona, and one day we get in the pool. Tori, that, that would work well, wouldn't it? Until y'all start putting in your bathing suits. 
Them guys, are like, that ain't my sister. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Major Stephen, that's not my sister. I don't care what you say. And I look at the eyes getting bigger. I say, oh, girl, come on, girls. Come on, girls. But I'm grateful. So in our closing, the last scripture, it comes from Galatians 6 and 9. And I always remember that scripture because life sometimes, again, it challenges, it's difficult. But the Bible reminds us soldiers. The Bible reminds us soldiers of Christ. It's when we get tired, it says, let us not be weary. In other words, you're going to get tired, but don't give up. It's in doing well. But the child of pastor, in due season, in other words, a season will come that we're going to reap. We're going to gain if we don't give up. Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Don't give up. We got to stay in there. We got to stay in there. No, it's not over. They throw the towel, you throw it back out the ring. It's not over until God says so. It's not over until God says so. Now, thank you. Oh, the many challenges our veterans go through, when you look at them, I always call it like help a buddy. Help a buddy. Speak to them. You don't know what we, the sacrifice that we made. Somewhere I read some gave some, but some gave all. Some had to be the pig, and some just was an egg of the chicken. They gave the egg. But we're grateful to all that served. Thank you for tolerating me today and for the invitation. I'm grateful, Pastor. May God bless you.